Welcome to Gutter Trash Special Sode The Spirit. <laughs> My name is Eric. My name is not Jason. <laughs> you are not Jason. I'm not. Jason has famously declared that he would never see this movie. And uh even though I picked it as a gutter trash pick a few weeks ago, whatever my last movie pick was. He vetoed it. His first veto ever in the history of this show. Terrible. Uh, He's a quitter. He is a quitter. And he quit the show. Yeah, he did. And that is why you're here. Yes. And why we're watching The Spirit. <laughs> to celebrate Jason no longer being on gutter trash. Exactly. <laughs> you had a good almost 300 episode run. Well, we got close. Jason. Yeah. Oh, well. Keep calm and carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I will just have a cast of rotating co-hosts. Sounds perfect. That's what Batman does now that Damian Wayne is dead. Yep. He has a rotating guest star yep. each month. Sometimes it's a villain. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'll do. Sometimes I'll have a villain on. Nice. Like a Joji. Yeah. Hey. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a nefarious villain. <laughs> We could tell. If I had to classify myself <laughs> as hero or villain, it would be villain. <laughs> it's weird because uh, I have learned that you're never the villain in your story. No? Yeah. Really? Nobody, th nobody, nobody thinks they're the villain. Uh, there have been times when I know that I have been the villain, <laughs> and uh, I apologize to everyone affected if they're listening <laughs> by my villainy, because I'm pretty terrible sometimes. I think I have a feeling I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Jenny Baxler. <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> uh, she'll never listen to this. No, no. <laughs> Nor should she. No. Yeah. Uh, I, too, have also been the villain a couple of times. Yeah. More than a couple times. Yeah. I'm not a good person. As I understand it, uh, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. Well, then, uh, I have lived long enough to see myself become the villain. As have I. I hope someday that some, some, uh, uh selfless hero comes along and explodes me. <laughs> <laughs> see, I think that, uh, uh, that villains, uh, should be able to redeem themselves. Uh huh. Uh, like a like a Hal Jordan. Okay. Uh, when he reignited the sun in the final night. Right. You know he had been a, a bad guy up till that point. Sure. But uh, but he had died a hero. Uh huh. Or he he, he uh, came back around. Yeah, yeah. So so you know there's still hope that that uh, you or I could be redeemed. Sure. In that, in that way, reigniting the sun after it's devoured by a giant alien. Uh, will we then? 
uh, have to become possessed by the spirit of God's wrath. Yes. Uh, yeah. In order to even further redeem ourselves. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Yeah, right. That is, I think, how that works. And then will we bring our best friend back from the dead? Um, probably not. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And then will we... I don't know why I said no. <laughs> I guess we could. <laughs> why not? <laughs> no, it's fun. When you're the specter, you can do whatever you want. Ollie will just stay dead. <laughs> no skin off our noses. Because Connor was a fine green arrow. That's right. In all his uh, black Korean white glory. <laughs> Or something. See, so, yeah, uh, um, uh, panracial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. <laughs> so DC Comics has uh, has uh, been been bringing back uh, a couple of long lost characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those characters is featured in uh, the Earth Two comic, mm-hmm. which uh, I have stopped reading myself. Uh, since James Robinson uh, was uh, uh, let go. Was left. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there either. It did either. not seem happy. It did not seem like it was a mutual agreement. Yeah. Uh, possibly because uh, since the he's been gone, they brought back, uh, uh, or they introduced a character into that book called Connor Hawk, uh, who is white. Really? Yeah. And he is uh, a red arrow. Huh. In Earth 2. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but, but white. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, message boards across this land. Uh, people are reacting as if, uh, they had no idea that Connor Hawk was ever not white. <laughs> what? <laughs> so these are the people that probably never read a Connor Hawk comic to begin with? I guess. That's what I would guess. A lot of people are, uh, pointing out that uh, DC's colorists uh, just miscolored him all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was never consistent it, what color his skin was. It's sort of true, but, um, I mean, I'm a big Connor Hawk fan. Mm-hmm. I, I actually started reading Green Arrow when, when he was uh, the, the star of that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, even though, like, I've always liked Green Arrow, uh, for some reason I have a fascination with Archer characters. Okay. In comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big Hawkeye fan, big Green Arrow fan. Yeah, uh, you got a bow and arrow. You pretty much uh, are, uh, you're uh, you're you you've already uh, stepped into the door of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so so it didn't take much for Connor Hawk to win me over. Uh, but you know he had been consistently colored a slightly darker shade of, of, of uh, skin. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just also had, uh, you know, lush, you know, just, just absolute blonde hair, which mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I always, unlike, let's say, Jubilee mm-hmm. or Ultimate Wasp, uh, I could always tell that he was supposed to be Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unlike those other two characters who apparently were... Asian, but never drawn or colored that way. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never thought that. I never, I don't think I even knew that about Ultimate Wasp. Oh yeah, that she was supposed to be Asian. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, never drawn that way ever. Yeah. 
Ever. <laughs> is is a jubilation an Asian name? Uh, traditional. Is, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Traditional Korean name. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I like Connor Hawk. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's now in Earth to a a book that doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And white with red hair. <laughs> Isn't um um is Jay Garrick Asian in that book? in Earth too? Yeah. No, no, no. Isn't I thought somebody they made Asian. Uh, Doctor Fate is uh, Indian or Muslim or something like that. Okay, that's not uh, what I was thinking. Of. Hot girl is uh, is black. Okay. Um, Alan Scott is gay. Right. Uh, yes. his, Which is basically Asian, right? Well, his dead lover was Asian. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Could of. be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as I know, Jake Eric is not Alan Scott's lover in yeah. Earth Two. But again, I stopped reading it a couple issues ago. <laughs> yeah. Anything could have happened. <laughs> had um, had James Robinson introduced the new Batman? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, but but he only appeared like once or twice. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Because I know they just revealed who he is. Right. I uh, wonder how much of that was Robinson's plan and how much of that was just Tommy Taylor doing whatever he wants. Right. I'm guessing it was more of a DC plan. Yeah, that's true. A- editorial interference yeah. is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, uh, the writer on that book's name is, is Tom Taylor. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a Vertigo series called The Unwritten <laughs> yeah. uh, about a character uh, called Tommy Taylor. Yeah. Tom Taylor, who was fictional Harry Potter type character. So every time I see that book on stands, I think, oh, that's written by Harry Potter. Right. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be uh, cool. Because, uh, cause, yeah, the, the plot of Unwritten is that, uh, yeah, there's a, a Harry Potter like character or book series in this universe. Uh, then it turns out that uh, the the kid who the character was named after is actually that character and he's real and exists and everything in fiction is real. Yeah. Which, if you take it the next step, means that he is now the new writer of Earth 2. Right. <laughs> So, and also, the unwritten is fucking awesome. I read the first trade and I really liked it, and then I just kind of just never just, kept up. Yeah. yeah, there there did come a point where I stopped reading it. Uh, they did point issues, uh. like like twenty one, twenty one point five, twenty two, twenty two point five, and that drives me nuts. So that was when I stopped reading that book. Wow, so why? I'll just read it in trades. Why Vertigo? Why <laughs> Mike Carey? Are you resorting to this Marvel Comics bullshit? <laughs> I know because there were there were stories, there were backstory. I read a couple of them. There were backstory about uh, his father, whose name completely escapes me, but who was the writer of those the Tommy Taylor books, and they're really good. <laughs> but make them one shots, sure, or special issues or something. Preacher did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's coming a TV show. Yeah, that's true. So... Get with it, Unwritten. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now you've even... You relaunched. There's a new number one. Is there? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think they they took a break and then relaunched for, like, the final 12 issues okay. of the series or something. Right. Which is still bullshit. It's total just, bullshit. Just stick with it. Exactly. 
So like, is the numbering on the trades gonna gonna Change start over trade. again? Volume or? two. Yeah, volume two, volume one. one. Uh, Fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's good to have someone here I can actually talk about comics with. <laughs> Yeah, did you read the latest issue of King Cat? <laughs> no, because no one does. <laughs> People like John Porcelino. I'm sure he is a very nice guy. I'm sure he is. I don't care for his work. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if we've actually read any of his books or not. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Yeah. Uh, Jason has met him a number of times, and uh, he seems to get along with him very well. Uh, and Jason is a big fan, and good for Jason. Yeah. Good for Jason. Good for Jason. The dearly departed former host of Gutter Trash. <laughs> and good for John Porcelino. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a fan following. Sure he does. Good, good on him. Yeah. Doesn't do anything for me. Not a thing. Uh, other people who don't do anything for me. Frank Miller. Really? <laughs> Ever? Uh, no, I like I like Year One. Okay. Though I think mostly that's Mazzuchelli's art. Mazzuchelli's art on Batman Year One is spectacular. He's pretty great. Yeah. And I like uh, I like Miller's Daredevil. Okay. Both Born Again and before that. Okay. Even his, though his... I know he Mazzuchelli drew Born Again. Right. But his original run on Daredevil was awesome. Right. The stuff that he drew. One. 169 through 190 something? 168 through 191. Okay. 168, was that him writing? No, that was just him drawing. Okay. One, or no, shit, 158 was, was his first drawn issue. Right. 160, might have been 169 was the first writing, writing and drawing yeah. with Electra. Yeah. Yeah. I have his entire run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, even, even. Issue 219. What is that? It is just a one-off issue that Frank Miller wrote just before uh, Born Again started. Huh. And uh, it's just it's it's just a weird, weird story. Okay. But it's very good. Right. I think Mazzuchelli drew that as well. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I saw today uh, Matt Fraction posted a blog post of him uh, basically deconstructing an entire issue of uh, uh, one of the, the Born Again issues. Nice. Uh, I think it was part four. And just pointing out basically how much of a genius David Mazzuchelli is. Awesome. Which he is. Yeah, he's amazing. Have you ever read Asterius Polyp? I haven't, but I have not. I, I have the book, right, but right. I haven't read it yet. It may be the best comic that has ever been made. Nice. Ever? So, so, uh, so uh, manage your expectations. <laughs> Going into that one is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You'll get a laugh. Excellent. Because <laughs> that's what I look for in a funny book. <laughs> I look for a few good chuckles. So not a Frank Miller fan, then? Uh, not his latter-day work. Okay. So what do you consider his latter-day work? Um, I guess anything after Born Again. Okay. Or I guess, I don't know what... Um, was that after Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, anything after that. Maybe. Though I admit it, I've never read any Sin City, but I don't care for the art. I don't, I don't like the, the direction that his art went in. Okay. 
And Dark Knight Strikes Again is garbage. <laughs> that we can agree on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I know his his art is super popular. People love it. It just didn't do anything for me. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I didn't used to. Oh, really? Uh, the very first... Okay. So, so my Frank Miller uh, life experience... <laughs> uh, starts with the Wolverine miniseries. Okay. Which, uh... When I was in the fourth grade, fucking blew my mind. Yeah. And the art was amazing. And I loved it, and I had the trade paperback, and I would trace panels of it. Nice. Because it was great. Uh, later did I find out that it was that great because Joseph Rubenstein inked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because uh, Frank Miller has a very loose, sketchy penciling style, mm -hmm. and is also very influenced by whoever inks them. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've noticed that as well. Which is why Claus Jansen, who was his anchor on Daredevil, uh, gives him a distinct look uh, over when Joseph Rubenstein makes him, which is uh, almost like a John Byrne, Terry Austin-esque kind of look. Yeah. Uh, and then he looks completely different whenever he inks himself. Uh, that said, uh, so the first time I, after experiencing Wolverine... And someone lent me a copy of The Dark Knight Returns. I said, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> I probably didn't say those exact same words. Sure. Because you're a little kid, probably. Because I was uh, youngish. 10, 11. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, did, did, but, but the sentiment was the same. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand what was happening to my eyeballs. <laughs> Because it was around that time, like, when I read the Wolverine trade, it was around that time when I actually started figuring out that, you know, people make comics. Yeah, they that, don't just appear. Right, and started learning the names of some of those people. And Frank Miller was was one of those top names that I learned. Yeah. And I read The Dark Knight, and it was like, what? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I have grown older. I have grown to appreciate it and love it for what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, because God bless any artist that can pretty much do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes an artist needs someone to say, hey, stop that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I think Frank Miller might be one of those. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love his Sin City work. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty fantastic. And I uh, even liked uh, what he did on Three Hundred and um, I, uh, I'm trying to did Dark Knight Strikes Again come after Three Hundred? Yeah, yeah, okay. I believe so. Uh, I read the first <laughs> issue of uh, Dark Knight Strikes Again, and I said, I am not paying this much money for Lynn Varley to learn Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that's like one of the biggest problems <laughs> with that book is everything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and I, he hasn't really done much anything else since then, has he? Uh, Holy Terror. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a thing he did. Yeah. That is a thing he did. 
That is certainly a thing that he did. <laughs> uh, uh, I, he also, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, much like this movie we watched, I have a morbid curiosity about Holy Terror yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the only other thing that he did uh, other than Holy Terror was a certain movie that we watched. Yeah, well, and uh, another movie, Sin City. Oh, yeah, I guess he, but that was, I guess that wasn't totally by himself. Right, so, yeah. with, uh, with Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez. Uh, but apparently uh, he directed enough of it to uh, get a sense of self-confidence that, uh-huh. uh, so again, somebody should have said, no, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> because Ooh, then you, he made this. Have you considered that that might be a little much? <laughs> I'm just putting that out there, Frank. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, of course, he has uh, prior movie experience to that too. I, I, I'm, uh, I know of it, but he, I have never seen any of it. Uh, he is uh, the writer of RoboCop's two and three, right? Of both of which I have seen. Yeah. How, uh, how are those? I can't, for the life of me, remember a single damn thing about RoboCop three. Okay. Other than Peter Weller is not RoboCop. Yeah. Doesn't his partner come back for that one? Because uh, I think she wasn't in the second one. Uh, she was in the second one. Oh, she was. Okay. I think she dies in the third one, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, yeah. So, and then RoboCop 2, it's... I loved it as a kid. I haven't seen it in any kind of recent time frame. Yeah. Um, I... I'm wondering, though, if it would be like watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, uh, he, doesn't he hate those movies, though? Yeah. Uh, you know, allegedly they... Well, allegedly his script for RoboCop 2 was like 400 pages long. <laughs> Good lord! Uh, which uh, a script for a movie is on average about 120 pages. Yeah, page yeah. a minute. Exactly. Roughly. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so it was, uh, adapted into comic book form by Stephen Grant for, uh, Avatar. Yeah. Um, uh, which, which I own. Uh, his, his, uh, Frank Miller's Robocop 2. Yeah. Uh, and I've read. How was that? Uh, d- yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay. currently being published is, uh, the... St- comic adaptation of his script for RoboCop 3. Okay. RoboCop The Last Stand. Uh, I have not read that yet because all the issues haven't come out. Gotcha. Are you trade waiting, basically? Tr- basically. Okay. Trade waiting in single issue form. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Because I apparently like to punish myself. <laughs> <laughs> you did volunteer to watch The Spirit. I did! Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, so, yeah, uh, what'd you think? Um, okay, first of all, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, because you and I both listened to a podcast called How Did This Get Made? Mm-hmm. Have they done the spirit yet? I don't think so. They should do the spirit. This spirit is, ta- or this spirit, this movie is tailor-made. For how did this get made? Yeah. Absolutely. Because that is pretty much the only thing I could think of <laughs> the entire time I watched it, other than what is happening. <laughs> this is bonkers. <laughs> and how the fuck did this get made? Um, Who let 
Frank Miller direct a movie. Can I tell you something? Uh huh. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It's horrible, but I fucking loved it. There are there are moments in this movie that are so ridiculous. All of it. And I, all of it is is incredibly ridiculous. But like some of it even goes beyond. And it's just like Samuel L. Jackson is spectacular in this movie. <laughs> like it is a snakes on a plane level performance. He knows it's garbage, and he's just having fucking fun with it. <laughs> Um, and I loved it. <laughs> well, I've never seen Snakes on a Plane, so I don't know if uh, that is a relevant comparison or not. <laughs> I it's called Snakes on a Plane. I know it's pretty bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. So th- this movie happened, and <laughs> it is insane. Yeah, from beginning to end, it is insane. Uh, the only, I mean, yes, this is a fucking terrible movie. Yeah. It is god-awful garbage. <laughs> it is garbage. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilariously bad. It is Frequently. Hilar- it is, it is not at the level of, like, the room. No, definitely not. Uh, and that is where my problem lies, okay. is that it does not go far enough. It doesn't get all the way around to so bad it's good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's bad, and it's hilariously bad, and it is just absolutely ridiculous, and, and, and a good time can be had watching it. Yeah. Uh, but it is not quotable, memorable bad. Oh, yeah, no. It's not quotable at all, for sure. And, and it's, uh, definitely, like, I kind of feel like a lot of it is on purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Yet, uh, <laughs> whoever the person was that should be Frank Miller telling Frank Miller to stop it, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently they were doing their job because it didn't go far enough into the insanity, that's, I felt. That's true. It, yeah. It, in order for this to have worked entirely, it needed to be beyond what it was. <laughs> it needed somebody to punch it up a little bit. Yes. Maybe. Because... Because I think what kills it is that there are slow parts. Yeah, there are there are a few slow parts. But if it had just been balls to the wall, you know, beginning to end, just nutso, <laughs> nutso, <laughs> insanity, bonkers garbage, <laughs> it would have been spectacular. <laughs> and people wouldn't be pointing to this movie as just an example of terrible movies. They would be pointing to it as an example of art. Yeah. 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 No, once I stopped viewing it as, uh, as trying to be serious and started watching it as this is a satire. Right. That was when I really came around to being in love with the movie. Um, cause I mean, you know, the spirit is a crazy cat guy. That's the first thing that you find out about the spirit is that he lives with a bunch of cats he by does. himself. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. 
apparently, A, he lives in a cemetery. Yeah. Which I believe is true to the comics. That is canon, yeah. Uh, but B, he also apparently has uh, Dr. Stephen Strange's interior designer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because that big fucking window uh-huh. is uh, the, the same window in the uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, he has like 30 cats and uh, a scratching post for them mm-hmm. and uh, a phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yep. Maybe bed. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Did go to sleep? <laughs> Could be. He's uh, not a ghost. He's not. <laughs> so we, we don't learn a, a ton about his private life. Yeah. Because uh, cause that's not what the movie's about. Yeah, he doesn't really have a private life. Nope. He's married to his job. He is. He's married to his city. He is married to his city. Oh my god, the voiceover is amazing. <laughs> the voiceover, okay, so Frank Miller's writing. Frank Miller did a little book called All-Star Batman and Robin. Sure. The voiceover in this movie is straight out of that book. Oh yeah. It's awesome. So, so this for me is is uh, a long held theory that I've had, uh, especially when it comes to Batman. Okay. Uh, when Frank Miller is writing Batman, he is writing the Adam West Batman. Yeah. Uh, just a darker, more violent, <laughs> bitter version of the Adam West Batman. Okay. And so, so the Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Strikes Again, and All Star Batman <laughs> are all just his takes. Batman Year One. Batman Year One, a little bit, because uh, because it also is not great. Yeah, and that is the sort of thing that I've come to learn about Frank Miller is that his stories are not great. Yeah, uh, he's a fantastic artist. Uh, but, but he, he definitely has a niche and he has found it and he just keeps boring that hole. (laughs) Uh, so throughout this entire thing, I kept thinking, oh, this is his version of, of, uh, the sixties Batman movie. (laughs) Adam West's spirit. Yep. yep. (laughs) Uh, I definitely did think that it was just a Batman movie repurposed to be a spirit. Like, there's no question. Right. Because, uh, I mean, I've read a couple of Spirit comics. Yeah. And the, they are nothing like this kind of, this movie. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, I've never, ever seen the Spirit jump around on rooftops and run across power lines or whatever the fuck. Yeah. He's, the Spirit, Batman is a normal dude, but he's a mythic normal dude. Yeah. And the Spirit is just a normal dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got a cabbie that he hangs around with mm-hmm. uh, who who is uh, I'm going to say luckily not in this movie. <laughs> I was going to say disappointingly because I'm sure that Frank Miller would have artfully handled the inclusion of Ebony, the spirit's negro sidekick. <laughs> now remember, remember folks, the spirit was created in the 40s. Yeah. So... I, I, it, it was a different time. It was a different time. That is still racially awkward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I'm sure Frank Miller would have been very respectful. Oh, I'm the sure. The relationship between the spirit and Ebony. Yeah. Cause, Ebony White. Because he was uh, so respectful to the source material. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because what the fuck? <laughs> 
yeah. Uh, he took some liberties. <laughs> that For is, sure. That is putting it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, um... Okay, so... Yeah, uh, where, what, do you, what do you want to... Where do we start? Well, I've already compared it to the 60s Batman show. Right, right. Uh, mix that... Uh, mix in the spirit, just for for a base. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then add in uh, Looney Tunes for flavor. Yes. Because this is, uh, in the words of my dad, a giant cartoon. This is a giant cartoon. I thought that while I was watching it. Yep. The octopus is a spectacular cartoon character. Yep. And Samuel L. Jackson plays it perfectly. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> he is amazing. He saved this movie for me. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that also is part of the problem with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he is playing it over the top uh-huh. because he knows what he's doing. Uh, nobody else is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody else has a fucking clue what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Gabriel Mox yes. plays the spirit of, of Suits fame. Of Yeah, okay. <laughs> no idea. It's a show on USA. He is a block of wood. He's not great. <laughs> he, is, he has no chemistry. He's supposed to be like this suave ladies man. Right. And he has no chemistry with any of the women in the movie. Or any of the men. Or any of the men. <laughs> he, <laughs> he does have some pretty intense scenes with Dan Hedaya. Uh, not Dan Hedaya. Not Dan Hedaya. <laughs> Dan, Dan Loria. Dan Loria. <laughs> uh, even then, it's uh, it's not good. He doesn't even have chemistry with Arthur the Cat. No. Who plays himself. And and the spirit sidekick. <laughs> and he's the spirit sidekick. He replaced Ebony. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> It's even worse. <laughs> so you say Samuel Jackson saved this movie. Mm-hmm. I say Arthur the Cat did. All right. Because <laughs> I enjoy a kitty when it shows up on screen. Yeah. He, he, he was adorable. A good, he was a good kitty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then at the end when uh, the spirit picks him up, that cat is struggling to get away. Because yes. that is how much charisma Gabriel Mock has. The spirit is a crazy person. <laughs> he is standing on the ledge of a building. He picks up this cat. I swear I thought he was going to throw the cat off the building. Because, like, he just holds it for an un- uncomfortable amount of time while yeah. the voiceover goes on. And picks it up wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't do anything to, to support it back. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a good cat person. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> and other than the, the beginning of the movie, he never goes home, so those cats are all uh, dying. And yeah, they're, they're eating each other. Yeah. Yeah. There's 30 cats. He actually had a lot more than that to begin with. <laughs> but we only see a couple. Right. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, so Gabriel mocked as the title character. Not great. Not great. Uh, and, and there are a lot of scenes of, of him giving voiceover mm-hmm. uh, where he is just staring dead-eyed straight at the camera. <laughs> yes. And it is uncomfortable. <laughs> 
So which is which is more uncomfortable? The scenes where he's staring straight ahead dead-eyed at the camera while there's voiceover, or the scenes where he's just talking to himself? Because <laughs> there are a lot of scenes where he's just talking to himself. There are a lot of or those, Or a kitty. Uh, mostly to himself. Very rarely the cat. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the voiceover. Okay. But it's weird because like throughout this entire movie i keep thinking that frank miller obviously is trying to make a comic book movie oh yeah he is pulling all of his and i mean you know he has a 30 year career in comics it is something he knows well yeah whether you like it or not <laughs> whether you like what he does or not right he has some experience in this field <laughs> <laughs> he's familiar with it yes and and so shots are framed like panels of a comic book, and not in the shitty Ang Lee way, where we actually see border panels in the movie or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Uh, no actual captions come up to give us exp- exposition. Uh, and I almost I, would have preferred that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. Just every now and then, like a meanwhile or right. something, yeah. would have been pretty cool. I don't disagree at all. Because, uh, you know what? One of the five people that didn't hate the Ang Lee Hulk. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it either. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Make it six people. Sweet. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yay. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it. Because cause here's the thing. Frank Miller, he knows his comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, knows very little about directing a movie. Yeah. Uh, does not set up shots well. Uh, there's never any establishing shots, there's never any references to anything that's around characters, so people are just sort of floating in space half the time, Mm -hmm. uh, camera angles will change, and the scene will completely change, because it's all also made up. Yeah. It's, it's Tron. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so this movie was all CG, right? It was all green screen, like the Sin City movie Like the Sin City, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the main difference is that, uh, you know, Robert Rodriguez has, uh, kind of figured out the necessary things to do with that. <laughs> How to make a movie. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause he's made movies without the green screen. Right. Uh, Frank Miller hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Frank Miller was like, man, this is really easy. Right. Like, you just film the actors and then I can just draw in the backgrounds. Right. Awesome. <laughs> But it's not to say that there aren't some shots that are gorgeous. There are some shots that are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but it is all style and no substance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it, it's, it's him trying to bring one of his Batman comics to life, uh, with the spirit slapped over it. Yeah. And, uh, nothing underneath it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, and it is batshit. It's cr- it's insane. <laughs> uh, and there are so many good actors in this movie. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good talent in this movie. Uh, Sam Jackson, of course, and mm-hmm. yeah, he is he is just reaching for the stars. He has and, he had a hell of a time making this movie. I'm sure he did. He gets to dress up like a Nazi and a samurai. Yeah. <laughs> and a weird pimp. Yeah, of course. 
and uh, possibly a hobo. Possibly a hobo. There is a fight scene in this movie that takes place entirely in shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I tell you what that reminded me of? Okay. It reminded me of there's a there's a bunch of dialogue between the spirit and the octopus in that scene. And it reminded me of uh Batman and Spawn in the alley, like growling at each other, like, You're finished, punk. No, you're the one who's finished, punk. And they just go back and forth. And they sound like they are mentally handicapped people. Wow. <laughs> also written by Frank Miller. <laughs> right? Wow. Right? <laughs> Holy shit. Because it's like, I'm going to kill you. No, I am the one who is going to kill you. I'm going to kill you so, so, so much killed that you're <laughs> dead killed. Seriously, like, they're saying things. <laughs> And they just say them over and over like that makes them mean something. <laughs> and it just means nothing. <laughs> wow. My, my mind is broken now. So I, I would never have put that together, but you're right. You are absolutely right. It yeah. is exactly like that dialogue. <laughs> that, I think, may be one of the first times that I read something by Frank Miller and realized that something was off. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was not the Frank Miller that I knew and loved. <laughs> uh, and, uh, like, like, given the first couple of Sin Cities I really liked, but then as he continued with them, they, they got progressively weirder. Yeah. And, and, uh, the dialogue got worse and worse. Yeah, his dialogue's pretty terrible. His dialogue is awful, and this is a two-hour movie full of it. <laughs> 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 the part the part where I where I bought into the film is uh when Samuel L. Jackson is talking about ha- having egg on his face. And and he just shouts, Egg on my face And that was the part where I loved it. From that point forward. I was like, fuck yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about eggs in this movie. There from is. The it's so weird. <laughs> I, like, like, where and why is this happening? Like, he does a rant about about like range-free chickens yeah. and their weird-ass brown eggs. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he has henchmen named Huevos Rancheros. Yes, he does. Yeah. Which bothered me because he is clearly established that he hates eggs. Yeah. And yet, two of his henchmen (laughs) are named Huevos and Rancheros. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there are henchmen with uh, their names on the shirts. Yeah. In this entire movie. Just like 60s Batman. Yep. Perfect. Yep. And they're all clones of, of the same dumb guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, semi-indestructible clones, it seems like, as well. Yeah, it does seem that way. Yeah. So he has to replace them Constantly. pretty regularly. Yeah. Uh, there's even one... Uh, I'm not going to ruin that. Uh, that. That's a fun little surprise if you ever decide to see this movie. Okay. The uh, the the errant clone. 
Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really long scene too. It's incredibly long. Can <laughs> they just What the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, so so Samuel L. Jackson is the octopus. Uh, a character in the comics whose face we never see. Nope. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson is uh, Silken Floss. Right. Is the octopus's assistant yeah. thing, sort of. Partner, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Her, her character, uh, every character, not developed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only one who is is uh, Sand Seraph. Yeah, she she gets a little bit of backstory. She does. Yeah, to, to sort of uh, you know fill us in on who she is and what she means to the spirits, and ultimately it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like the the spirit. Um, so the the spirit goes. Uh, uh, this is sort of, I'll come back to the Sans Serif thing. Right. But the spirit goes throughout the movie, uh, doing the Christian Bale Batman voice the whole time. <laughs> Not as bad, though. Not as badly. Yeah. But still pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's distracting. So I, I haven't read a lot of spirit comics. Right. I've read mostly the, the ones that Darwin Cook did. Sure. And, uh, I never imagined the spirit doing a, a gravelly, gravelly, gravelly voice. voice. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. He's just a, he's just a guy. He's just a, a dude. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've read a couple of the Darwin Cook ones. Uh, there was a, a New Spirit Adventures that came out from Kitchen Sink uh, mm-hmm. in the early 2000s where a whole bunch of different writers and artists uh, did spirit stories. Nice. I've never read any Will Eisner spirit stories. So. Okay. Uh, but of the ones I have read, uh, yeah, he, he is not a... Not necessarily a, a dark and disturbed loner character as this movie seems to want to portray him. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time betrays that at every point it gets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so when we get the backstory about Sans Serif and his, his relationship with her, like it, it, you can tell that it's trying to add a level of angst. Right. For him, that just falls completely flat. Because. Yeah. One, he's a block of wood. And two, he is already as dark as, like, he's already at that, oh, my soul, my darkness. Right, right. So you can't put more on top of it. It's just, it, like, it gets lost right. in the pile of dirt that is his darkness. Yeah. Um, and then we eventually get his origin, mm-hmm. uh, which is... Uh, it diverges, but spiritually, it's the same. Uh, spiritually. spiritually. <laughs> it's the same as in the comics. Yeah. Uh, basically, he was a cop who uh, gets killed mm-hmm. uh, and, and is experimented on, and uh, he wakes up like three days later uh, and uh, decides that... Uh, you know, it's maybe better off if he stays dead and, and just sort of fights crime as this uh, vigilante. Yeah. Was uh, he was he experimented on in the comics? I believe so, yes. Okay, I uh, did not know that. From from Dr. Cobra, I believe, was the uh, okay. sci- mad scientist's name. Nice. Yeah, Yeah. Even, I guess I, I thought he was just, you know, he faked his own death, or he was near death, but right. then didn't die, and they decided to let him 
stay dead. Right, but, right. Okay, that's cool. Uh, but, but you know, he does uh, make that deal with the police commissioner and, and uh, you know, operates within the confines of, of the police force. Yeah. Uh, but, but also outside of. Uh, but, yeah, I think in the comic, the experiment is basically that they just sort of brought him near death and then he revived. Okay. Uh, and he did not wake up with superpowers. Okay. <laughs> like he has in this movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to, which I think is only there just so Frank Miller could turn the spirit and the octopus into a wily e. coyote and roadrunner <laughs> relationship. <laughs> I looked at it more as Captain America and the Red Skull, okay. but I like yours more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because I don't think that uh, the Red Skull ever clobbered Captain America with a toilet. Probably not. And trapped him within the bowl. Yeah, I don't think that ever happened either. Yeah. I also don't think that uh, Captain America ever literally threw a kitchen sink at the Red Skull. Which is also a thing that happens during the the mud and shit fight in yeah. this movie. So was that just a thing like, hey, we're throwing everything in here, including the kitchen sink? Or was that, hey, kitchen sink wants to publish the spirit? I think it was everything in the kitchen sink. Okay. I don't think it was smart enough <laughs> to be, oh, kitchen sink published the spirit. Right. <laughs> I don't know, because... There are references to comic creators throughout the there, movie. There are, and to other Frank Miller comics. Uh, are there? A- Electric Complex? Oh, yeah. That is mentioned a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I wanted. I think I wanted to forget about that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Electric Complex. Yeah. Electric Complex. Electric Complex. <laughs> the ele- electric complex is apparently the explanation for why Sans Serif does what she does. Right. Which doesn't make any sense at all. No, no, none whatsoever. <laughs> none whatsoever. Um, it's just a good excuse to mention Electra. Yep. That Frank Miller created. Yeah. Uh, there's a reference to Batman. Mm-hmm. At least one. Yeah. Uh, oddly a reference to Thor. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, which is weird because this movie has both Nick Fury and the Black Widow. Right, working together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think on the set of the Avengers? (laughs) You said, hey, remember when we did that spirit movie? (laughs) So this is the second comic book movie that we've been in together. Together. What are your thoughts (laughs) on how this is going compared to the other one? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, for one thing, Joss Whedon isn't a crazy person. <laughs> that should be mentioned. <laughs> Frank Miller has gone insane. Yeah. Uh, he has completely gone off the fucking rails. Yeah. In, in, in the last ten years or so. Uh, probably since uh, 9-11, mm-hmm. which, uh, oddly, you and I talked about on our other podcast yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago. Because we'd forgotten about it. We had forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's okay. I promised I'd never forget. <laughs> but and we then did. I did. Yep. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, no, he uh, he hates the the <clears throat> damn dirty hippies. He hates the the dirty hippies. He hates the towel heads. Mm -hmm. uh, he has, uh, though he would never probably uh, say so. Uh, I think his comic works from the eighties on have have spoken to the fact that he probably hates women. Yeah, and, and this movie kind of goes a long way to prove it. Yeah. He really hates women. Did you notice that he um, hates women? No, not, okay. not that he hates women. Because he um, does. That this film passes the Bechdel test. Does it? It does. Because there's a scene where Sans Serif and Silken Floss have confronted each other. Yes. And they're talking about, <clears throat> you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Yeah. They're talking about their lives. They're also kind of talking about the octopus. They're kind of talking about the octopus, yeah. but it's more about you know she Silken Floss says you know I just do this because I like it because right. it's fun. Yeah. I I uh, yeah. They're not talking directly about uh, about a man. Okay. Passes the Bechdel test. All right. <laughs> what an odd movie to pass that test. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But it's only for that scene. It's only for that scene, but all it takes is one scene. And uh, now that I think about it, though, that may be the... No, uh, Morgan Stern and uh, Ellen Dolan they do have, have, have a scene together. Yeah. But I was going to say that that was the only other scene that yeah. uh, has two women talking to each other. Yeah, there are four female characters in the movie. Or five, I guess, because there's Plaster of Paris as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and all of them want to fuck the spirit. They do. Every single one of them. Who wouldn't? Right. He's uh, he's kind of cats. Yeah, he is. He's uh, he looks good in black. Yeah. Uh, he is on suits. <laughs> okay. Still taking your word for that. It's got Gina Torres in it. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. She deserves better. She does. Everyone from Firefly deserves better That's true. than what they have now. Um. Oh, yeah. So the women in this movie are gorgeous. They are. They are uh, spectacularly gorgeous. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, of course, is is uh, spectacular to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, and in uh, the movie that uh, Jason and I previously watched uh, had Scarlett Johansson in it, but uh, we never saw her. Right. Yeah. You watched her, right? Yep. Uh, so it was nice to nice to put a face to the voice. <laughs> Because you'd never seen her in anything before. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, didn't I tell you? I never saw the Avengers. No, you didn't mention that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I hear it's good. I'll, I'll try not to spoil it for okay. you. <laughs> Call some nice. Uh, <laughs> did I ever tell you the story of how I, how, uh, I had the Avengers spoiled for me at TCAF? Uh, you've told me. Okay. Uh, of the the podcast audience has heard this. I, I don't know if they have either. Um, I was in line. Uh, TCAF is a, the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Right. It's super super indie, small press. Like DC and Marvel have probably never even heard of it. Right. Kind of show. It's in Canada. It's in Canada, and and DC and Marvel never venture nope. up that way. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, so it's it's as as non superhero y as you could possibly imagine right. a, a show to be. But Francis Manipool was there right. for some reason. I think he might be. From I think he's there. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was uh, I was in line to get some books signed by him, maybe get a flash sketch from him. Right. 
and uh, and there were a couple people in line ahead of me talking to him. It seemed like they knew him. Uh, and then I saw this guy sort of sidle up next to them uh, and look at some of the stuff on Manipool's table. And then when those people left, and it was my turn, uh-huh. uh, the guy who sidled up just uh, slid right in front of me, uh. started talking to Francis Manipool, uh. Uh, started talking to Francis Manipool about the Avengers, uh. which had come out the previous day. Right. Uh, and he said, uh, he's like, so have you seen the <clears throat> Avengers? And Francis Manipool's like, like, yeah, I saw it last night. And the guy's like, so do you think that was Thanos at the end? So that guy was already an asshole. <laughs> that guy was already an asshole. And then he drove it home further. Yep. And I and I looked at him and I looked at Francis Manipool and I was like, You're not spoiling the Avengers, are you? <laughs> and the guy sort of looked terrified and he was like, No, I was just I was talking to him. Like he tried to blame Francis Manipool for ah. it. Ah. <laughs> and then I just walked away. <laughs> And was angry. Uh, you had every right to be. <laughs> you had every right to be. Uh, so I'm assuming that guy wasn't from Canada. Right. He was probably from America. From the United States, I guess. Seems like an American thing yeah, to do. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, be an asshole. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so... Pretty uh, ladies. Pretty ladies. Uh, Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes is very pretty. Gorgeous, and uh, as she liked to remind us in this movie, she has a perfect ass. She does. Yes. And, and she, she does. She made copies. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the, who I don't know who played past Plaster of Paris, but uh, she was uh, pretty to look at, too. Yeah, I don't know who that was, either. Uh, um, and then uh, Beckett from Castle Yes, uh, was Morgan Stern. Stan Akatic. Yeah. Uh, she was delightful. She was very she delightful. She was great. She was doing a voice. Yeah, it was, it just, was fun. She was, like a, she was like a plucky rookie cop. Yeah. And it was great. She was fantastic yeah. in this movie. <laughs> I don't care for Castle. No. And I don't care for her on that show. <laughs> uh, but she was delightful in this. Yeah. This terrible movie. She was fantastic. <laughs> She was another thing that helped helped me love the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was great. Uh, kind of wish most of the movie had just been about her. Yeah, it's too bad that she didn't like. It looked sort of like she was gonna team up with the spirit a little bit. Right. He like he has her help him find out stuff about the octopus, and and then she's just sort of not seen again until the last scene. Right. And she she plays a pivotal role in that. She does play a very important part. But yeah, she was great in this and, and uh, uh, wasn't in it enough. Yeah. Uh, and then Sarah Paulson was in it, and uh, I don't like her. No? Yeah. Why not? Uh, just some, uh, probably. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and point to American Horror Story All right. as the reason that I kind of hate her. That show is trash, <laughs> as I understand it. It's the worst show on television. <laughs> And we live in a world where bang, Big Bang Theory is on every week. <laughs> wow. But American Horror Story trumps it in its awfulness. Wow. Every single time. That's amazing. And for three... Uh, three. Two seasons. It's been three. It's been three, but I've only watched for two. You've only watched two, okay. <laughs> yeah. But for those two seasons, couldn't stop fucking watching it. Yeah. Because I 
Okay, the first season was meh. It was fine. It yeah. Was, it was okay. And then just sort of lost its shit at the end. <laughs> uh, and then for season two, I think they just said, uh, we don't give a fuck. Here's everything. <laughs> and we're not going to make sense of a goddamn lick of it. <laughs> Bloody face. Yep. <laughs> All I know about season two is that there is a serial killer called Bloody Face. Yep. And that pretty much tells me everything I need to know about the show. That barely scratches the surface <laughs> of what happened in season two. Okay. It was the spirit of weekly television programs. <laughs> so I would love it, is what you're saying. You might. <laughs> uh, because, like, on on a level... It is so insane that it is impossible not to watch it because you just want to see how in the fuck are you going to try and make sense of this? <laughs> and spoiler, they don't. Aww. <laughs> it just keeps happening. Awesome. And so uh, I did not watch season three. Okay. Because I'm fucking done with that show. And it's not on Netflix net Netflix yet. I'm sure once it's there, you'll give in. Nope. No. Nope. Really? Yep. We'll see. I am pretty adamant about things I don't want to watch. <laughs> You didn't want to watch Doctor Who for a long time. I did, yeah, it's true. Uh, but I also didn't constantly hear terrible things about it either. That's true. Or have experienced terrible things by watching <laughs> it prior to deciding I wasn't going to watch it. But it'd be good to have on while you're drawing. Maybe no. doing other things. No. No? No, I am not going to watch it. Okay. <laughs> fucking done with American Horror Story. <laughs> All right. There are things I'm just not ever going to watch. And that is one of them. Okay. I gave it two years. That is enough. <laughs> two years of your life. Yes. <laughs> that is enough. Uh, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Is in other stuff. Yeah. She was on uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Sure. Uh, where I never saw her appeal. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Honestly. Nope. <laughs> she was in Serenity in a was very she? small role. Yeah, she was in the, uh, she was the, the, person in the little video on uh, Miranda oh, okay. that explains what happened with the packs and how the Reavers became the Reavers. Gotcha. So she's like the pivotal part of the movie. Sure. One might say David Krumholtz, but you can say Sarah Paulson. What's, I, uh, whatever. I like both of them. <laughs> <laughs> David Krumholtz is important. And he is in the Justice League pilot, so I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, and then who else is in it? Is that it? Uh, Valoria, uh, as a Commissioner Dolan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Gabriel yeah. Mott. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. I guess it is, mo yeah, the, the main cast is mostly female. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of, of the three dudes. Yeah, yeah. And, and Eric Balfour. That's right, Eric Balfour is, <laughs> is uh... Uh, Sans Serif's husband. Yeah. Which apparently she just goes through husbands. I guess so. It seems like. Uh, I think that's maybe a thing from the comics. I like, think it is. Yeah. Not well developed in no. the movie. No. Nothing in this movie is what you would call well developed. <laughs> there are, there are moments of the movie that, like, I can tell, I can feel 
what little I know of the comics, like the original Will Eisner comics, that I can feel that in the movie. Right. But they are so fleeting. Yeah. Like there's the there's the scene where the spirit and um uh Sarah Paulson's character whose name escapes me. Ellen. Ellen. Ellen Dolan. Uh they she's a doctor and yeah. she she always nurses the spirit back to health. And they're even in, though he has superpowers. Even though he has superpowers. Uh, and a healing factor. Yeah. And she doesn't recognize that he is her former boyfriend, right. Danny Cole. Yeah. Even though he's just wearing a little domino mask. Yep. <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those things it's like Lois Lane not recognizing that Clark Kent is Superman. You just have to accept it, I yeah. guess. And you know Like I'm fine with that. I am absolutely fine with it. We've talked before about suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think that there's anyone in the world more than you or I who have a bigger suspension of disbelief. Right. Like like we read comic books for Christ's sake. <laughs> we are in our thirties and still enjoy the adventures of superheroes on a regular basis. Yes. Uh we still buy toys and watch cartoons. <laughs> uh so so don't ever blame or, or accuse you or I of not being able to accept things oh, no, in a movie. Yeah. Uh, but but the thing is that that thing that you're watching or reading or whatever has to have a set of rules to go with it, and it has to follow those rules. Yeah. And this movie has no rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And so yeah, so the the yeah the least plausible thing that nobody can recognize that he is Denny Colt. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> because nothing else in this movie makes a goddamn lick of sense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they're so they're in her doctor office and uh, and they're uh, uh, kissing. Yeah, uh, despite their lack of chemistry. Right, and uh, and Commissioner Nolan <clears throat> bursts in. And uh, and there's a brief moment where they're both like adjusting their clothes, and the spirit is tying his tie. And, right. And that was like that's that's the spirit. Right. Right there. Yeah. And then it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's there's maybe one or two other instances like that, but but yeah, yeah that one is dead on. Uh, and yeah, the rest of it is all just. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe the elevator scene. Yeah, is a little bit that. Yeah, uh, well, there there's an elevator scene where they're like just they're framed and all the characters are just white. Right, it's the dark background, and it looked really cool. Yeah, and it looked like comic panels. Right, and that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that looks really cool. Yeah, uh, and part of it is is the whole Frank Miller using green screen technology mm-hmm. and. Making it look like a comic book, but it looks like his comic book, but the spirit isn't his comic book. Yeah, the spirit is Will Eisner's comic book. Yeah. There there are no instances in this movie where the words the spirit are spelled out in anything. No. No buildings, no laundry, no trash. Yep. Nothing. That's the, all I looked for that. I did too. The whole time. Yeah. It should have been. Yeah. Like, like the, especially, like, at the beginning when we see the title of the movie. Yeah. It was set up perfectly to do something like that, and yeah. it was just stupid bullshit Frank Miller's handwriting. Yeah, Sin City lettering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. I, <sighs> like, the end credits, the end credits were really cool, except that they used all Frank Miller spirit art, 
Why are you, why do you not use <clears throat> Will, Will Eisner's right. original spirit art? Right. That would have been awesome. It, yeah, it, it, and again, I love Frank Miller's art. Yeah. It was nice to see that stuff. It was pretty cool looking. It was pretty cool looking, I agree. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's still Will Eisner's book. Yeah. You know, like, like other people may be, you know, shepherding it nowadays, but, you know, it's still Will Eisner's The Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and to try to cram fr- uh, Frank Miller into it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, like, I know that they were friends, and I know that there is a, a it's a very good book of just conversations between them, mm-hmm. the two of them. Like, it's fascinating to read. Uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, it's not Frank Miller's comic. Yeah. So, so Frank Miller stopped Frank Millering all over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's similar to what the spirit did with that photocopy of, <laughs> of Sans Serif's ass, right? Yes. Frank Millered all over it. Yep. Who <laughs> is framed to block on like, I haven't seen you in 20 years. The first thing I see of you when you come back is a photocopy of your ass. Yeah. That doesn't get you. It was spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I don't know where I fell on this movie. Okay. Because... <laughs> Because it was awful. Yeah, it was awful, for sure. <laughs> but also incredible. Yeah. It, In parts. Like, I am I am not unhappy that I, I did eventually watch this. Yeah. Uh, I do kind of feel that Jason might have loved it in a what-the-fuck-is-going-on kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also I feel that maybe he's right to have not seen it. I think Jason was right. Because... I think out of of all the three of us, he has uh, the more reverence for Will Eisner, mm-hmm. and this movie kind of shits all over Will Eisner. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> it shits all over Will Eisner in Will Eisner's name. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like one of the first credits is based on Will Eisner's The Spirit. Yeah, and then there is nothing in it that's based on Will Eisner's The Spirit. <laughs> It is the spirit mostly in them alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, at the end, when the credits started, I threw my fists up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and yelled out, franchise! Yeah. Because they were really hoping. Absolutely. They were hoping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So... Yeah. That was a movie that, that we watched. That was the movie that we watched. <laughs> I uh, I did not pay anything to watch this movie. Nope. And I I feel satisfied with my choice. Yeah. Um, I uh, could not return anything that I am renting from Netflix uh, quick enough to uh, get it from them. <laughs> uh, it is not streaming. Uh, and I did not feel like going to uh, Family Video where I owe some late fees. So I purchased... <laughs> A Blu-ray copy of The Spirit <laughs> for less than $3. Yeah. Uh, and I am perfectly okay with that. Um, I haven't decided if I want to keep it longer and listen to the commentary track by Frank Miller. <laughs> or return it to where I bought it and see if I can exchange it for something for the same price. Yeah. 
because uh, I did see at that same place that they had a copy of the Iron Man anime Rise of the Technovore. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, that might be a fine exchange. All right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I, be any worse than the spirit, right? I, I think given the choice, I would watch the spirit again. Nah, <laughs> maybe. And that's the thing. Like, do I want to keep this in much the way that I kept the room? Mm-hmm. You know, is this something that I would show to somebody else and say, hey, you want to see an example of just insanity on film? <laughs> 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 so I don't, I don't know where I'm at with that yet. Yeah, it, but wow, I I uh, I I loved it. I still like I'm I'm amazed. <laughs> I am amazed at how much I enjoyed it. Really? Not for it being a good movie, right? But for uh, it being insane, right? And uh, I am sort of tempted to see if I can buy a copy of it myself, just to just to keep on hand in case I need it. All right. <laughs> Want to buy my copy? <laughs> um, I wouldn't deprive you of that. All right. That's fine. <laughs> I bet I could get it for a dollar somewhere. Yeah. I may keep it. Yeah. I may keep it. You should. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'll, I'll mull on that for a while. Yeah. I think I, I still have like a week or so before I can return it. Okay. I know the guy who owns the place, and so maybe he can uh, work out something for me if I decide to return it like two weeks from now. That helps. But uh, I may keep it. I may keep it. I don't know. Uh, it's tearing up my soul. Aw. Yeah. Uh, so looking forward to Sin City 2. <laughs> uh, do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Okay.
Hey, welcome back to Gunner Trash. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, uh, you know that, that I uh, I didn't have uh, what uh, anyone would consider to be a great day today. I do know that. So, um, I think in that respect, I kind of loved the spirit. Yeah. And that it did make me forget about the shitty life I'm leading. <laughs> That's good. And, That's uh, what movies are for. Yeah. Escapism. Yeah. It, it, it was a complete escape. Yeah. It was an escape from my mental faculties. <laughs> <laughs> it may have even uh, relieved you of some of them <laughs> permanently. I think so, yes. <laughs> oh, man. So I think Jason might actually listen to this episode. Okay. But since the first segment went uh, well over an hour, he may not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I did, uh, I tried to get uh, Kathleen uh, to come along and, and watch this with us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she is a party pooper and uh, did not. Uh, but, but I thought it'd be cool to have, like, uh, you know, every... Other co-host from the Gutter Trash uh, Podcasting Network, uh, you know, join us on, on this episode. Yeah, to watch the one movie that Jason refuses to watch. <laughs> this is like this movie is like one of the episodes or issues of the Amazing Spider-Man that the Comics Code did not approve. <laughs> like those are super special. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my brother had one of those. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Uh, 97, I think? Yeah, 96, yeah. 97, 98 were the three issues. Yep. And, uh, he let me borrow it once. Aw. <clears throat> Wouldn't let me keep it. Because <laughs> he is a collector. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't blame him then. Eh. Yeah. If he's collecting himself. Yeah. He's a, he's a slabber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> at least he was at, at a certain point. So I don't know. If he's done that in the last couple of years or not. Yeah. That yeah. seems like it'd get expensive. Yeah. I guess depending on how often you're doing it. Right. Uh, he also makes good money. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can afford to do dumb bullshit like that. Fair enough. <laughs> I've had a few toys graded, but I've never had any comics graded. I didn't know you could grade toys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's the uh, Action Figure Authority. Is the the company that does it in the Sounds U.S. So anyway? Official. Yeah, <laughs> AFA, <laughs> AFA certified. <laughs> uh, mostly, mostly I got them graded because they put them in these really nice acrylic cases that make great display pieces. And so, see, that's kind of the thing, though. Yeah, is that toys? You know, if you're not playing with them, they're you know good display figures. Yeah, uh, or items. You know, comics are, are meant to be read. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be displayed. I agree. Yeah, and that is where slabbing just confuses the shit out of me. Yeah, because at that point you've just got a nicely contained cover. Yeah, and nothing else. Yep. Uh, like uh, uh, I don't know if they do it now, but uh, there's a I don't know if this is uh. Uh, a restaurant chain that is anywhere else, but uh, there's a a restaurant here in Dayton called Subbies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. And uh, some of their stores have uh, comics framed on the walls. Yeah. And I've always thought, well, that's weird, but at least they're not slabbed. Yeah. And I've also often thought about, uh, I could just take that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was always my favorite thing. 
when I went to Subby's as right. a kid is looking at the comics on the walls. Yeah. I remember specifically they had an issue of The Flash, uh, that, uh, The Flash and Kid Flash are trapped in the same body. <laughs> so they're like, they're, they've got the same, there's two legs. Right. But then they split at the waist. Nice. And they're fighting each other. And, uh, and that comic cover has always stuck with me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one time my, uh, my ex-girlfriend and I went to eat at, uh, TGI Fridays mm-hmm. and they have a, uh, big, um, uh, I want to say it's, uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, uh, Batgirl mm-hmm. on the wall. Yeah. And one day I decided, uh, I was going to ask the waiter if uh, that was for sale. Okay. <laughs> Cause I love Batgirl. Yeah. And I uh, like uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Yeah. And uh, it was not for sale. <laughs> it was very sad. Is that just, I think that's just part of the standard decor at all. I think so, yeah. It's like Tiggity Fridays. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. I'm a big Batgirl fan. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, probably because of red hair. Yeah. And boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I like Wally West, too. Yeah. Red hair and boobs. boobs. <laughs> That's why he's my Flash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I get the Batgirl thing. <laughs> I blame Yvonne Craig. Yeah, that may very well be, I think, every comic fan's obsession with uh, a red hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Redheaded uh, lady. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yvonne Craig, I think uh, she did a number on, on some people. She did. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I had a uh, babysitter when I was young who had red hair. Yeah. yeah. And she let me touch her boobs. <laughs> Seriously? Yep. What? <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> like three or four. <laughs> so, so, what? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's weird, right? Sure. How old was she? I don't know. 16, 17? Okay. So was it was it a thing where she was like, hey, little three or four year old kid, do you want to touch my boobs? No. Or was it just like you would be playing and your hands would wander uh, and she didn't say anything about it? Yeah, mostly that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mostly that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, I once got dropped off at her house, uh, to be babysat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she had a brother who, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm just gonna say he was an asshole. Okay. Uh, who put on, like, a scary monster mask and chased me around the fucking house. Oh, God. When I was, like, three or four. That's horrible. Uh huh. Scarred me for life. <sighs> this is why I don't trust people. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I have problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to go, babysitter's brother. Yeah, what a dick. Yeah. I wouldn't do that to a kid. I'd That's, probably do that You probably would. Yeah. It'd be pretty funny, right? It'd be hilarious. <laughs> It'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> You're like, I can scream. He's crying now. <laughs> uh... So that was way more into my personal life than uh, I'm sorry. I've ever gotten. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Do you all want to know why I've been depressed? Because I will fucking unleash. No. All right. You'd probably keep that to yourself. You'd feel bad about it later. I probably would. <laughs> uh, so, um, let's see. We went to the movies this past weekend. Yeah, we did. Uh, I don't know if you've talked about this on, on a program before. I did. Okay. Uh, a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, we, we went to see the Lego movie. Yeah. And uh, I already said on, on uh, the previous episode that it was fucking awesome. It was amazing. And you know what? I don't care if I said it before. Because <laughs> I've been telling everybody that I can. Yeah. That they need to go see the Lego movie. Definitely. It is great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was hilarious. Yeah. It was fucking insane. Yep. Sort of like, sort of like the spirit. A little bit. But, uh, but, but smart. It, but smart. Yeah. yeah. It was smart crazy. Yeah. And, and, uh, it had rules and it, it adhered to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want in a movie. <laughs> Just as long as it falls in with the rules that you set at the beginning. Yeah. Or, you know, that you set rules at the beginning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Lego movie was amazing. Yep. And everyone should go see it. They should. So that they'll make more. Yeah. I would love to see another one. Yeah. Uh, like, I've looked on Netflix, and I guess that there's, like, other movies that are Lego-y movies, but yeah. eh, those don't look the same and uh, have no appeal to me. Those are not Those are not the Lego movie. Okay. That's for sure. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling uh, someone about the Lego movie today, and he was like, uh, is it based on that thing where, like, the Lego guy, he's, like, an FBI or CIA agent or something? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Burt Macklin? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what that is either. Burt Macklin is, uh, is a character that uh, Andy on Parks and Rec will occasionally pretend to be. Burt Macklin, FBI. All right. And he's horrible. Okay. It's funny. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Because <laughs> that guy plays... Because that guy is amateur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he said that there's a Lego game out there, which is based on... Or, or like, the lead character of it is, like, this detective or FBI agent or something. It's like, I've never heard of that. And no, the movie is not about that. Yeah, I don't at think, all. I don't think that's a real thing. Yeah. I think the person you were talking to is is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably made that up. Ah, <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> The Lego movie. Spectacular. <laughs> yeah, it is. Best movie Batman there is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, nobody has really talked about this a lot, uh, which, which kind of shocks me, but uh, it is the first time Wonder Woman has been on the big screen. Yeah. And The Flash. And The Flash. Um, but... Uh, you know, uh, I mean, the Flash appears literally for a split second. In a flash. In a flash. <laughs> As uh, befits him. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's there and it's recognizable. Yeah. Uh, but Wonder Woman is on screen and she has a role and yeah. a line. She has some lines. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, Gal Gadot can go fuck it. And she's, she's played by Kobe Smulders. Right. 
who, who should be Wonder Woman. Joss Whedon's choice for Wonder Woman when he was developing the Wonder Woman movie. Right. So, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but nobody's talking about this. Yeah, that is so, weird. You know, so we've got our big screen Wonder Woman, guys. Can uh, can all the feminists just go <laughs> shut up and make me a sandwich now? That's definitely the appropriate response to have in celebrating Wonder Woman's big screen premiere. Are you fucking happy yet, just feminist? Shut, shut up and bake me a cake. Yeah. Get me my slippers and my pipe. You got what you fucking wanted. <laughs> Why? Why isn't my dinner on the table? Exactly. <laughs> It is exactly what I'm asking. Why isn't anyone talking about this? Do you see what your son did? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're not talking about it because uh, she has like two lines and then nothing else. Still, she's underutilized in this movie. I mean, uh, do we really expect uh, the Wonder Woman to appear in Man of Steel to have more than that? Um... I think a lot of people do. A lot of people expect it. They expect it, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm not saying it's going to necessarily happen. Right. I'm I'm expecting that uh, you know it's going to be like barely a cameo. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what I'm hoping. Even though, again, I'm not going to see that movie, so yeah. I don't know why I fucking care so much. <laughs> <laughs> I've already decided <laughs> that I am done. With anything, any superhero movie that has Christopher Nolan's name attached. Yeah. I'm done with it. <laughs> and yet, I can't stop talking about the fucking Man of Steel. <laughs> I know, I, uh, I, for some reason, got into, got into it with somebody on the internet about Man of Steel, like, last week. Right. Why am I doing this? Right. Well, was it because of that baby thing? Um, no, no, it wasn't because of that baby thing. Okay. The, that was really cute. I'm sure it was. Yeah, I wish it had been a better Superman movie for right. that kid to see. Because, cause, okay, uh, you know, that baby got really excited when he saw Superman fly for the first time in Man of Steel. Yeah. Guess what? So did I. Yeah. Because that was the only part of the movie that had any joy or life to it. Mm -hmm. That is the best part of the movie. Yep. Because <laughs> yeah. the rest of it is all just Superman murdering people. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like a Superman do. Yeah. No, I think, um, why did I get into it with somebody? I don't Because it it's the internet. It was because it's the internet and I can't fucking help myself. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, it was after Jesse Eisenberg was cast as Lex Luthor. Okay. Which Jesse Eisenberg has been cast as Lex Luthor. Right. Um. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember. It had something to do with Batman. All right. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am actually, uh, uh, in spite of myself, very excited for the Gotham TV series. You know, they got Donald Logue to play yeah. Harvey Bullock. Yeah. And that's uh, perfect. Yeah. 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 Because Donald Logue is great. Yeah. I've always liked Donald Logue. And I will say Donald Logue's name one more time. <laughs> Donald Logue. <laughs> I think that, that Harvey Bullock uh, should have uh, a, a funny aspect to him. Yeah. And so in that respect, yeah, Donald Logue is perfect. Right. Because he is a very funny guy. Have you ever seen Terriers? I have not, but I've heard it's very good. It's excellent. 
and it just makes me sad <laughs> whenever I think about it. <laughs> it is excellent, <laughs> and he is great in that show because he is funny. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, he's kind of a comedic actor, uh, but but man, that show like it really showed a lot of depth for him. I think uh that that I don't think he has gotten to show in a lot of things very much. Okay. And uh man, I miss that show. <laughs> so great. Uh so yeah, like based alone on that, uh he is great as Harvey Bullock. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it um we'll see what happens, I guess. <laughs> is David Goyer involved? Because if he is, then I'm done. I, not that I've heard. Okay. I don't think he is. All right. The guy that uh, that created the Mentalists, I think, is involved. I don't have anything against the Mentalists. I have nothing against the Mentalists either. I've I've watched uh, more than a few episodes. I find it entertaining. Yeah. It is uh, psych without all the humor. Yeah. <laughs> I know that that there are. Uh, Sort of ongoing storyline aspects on that show. There are with the the murder of his wife. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. A serial killer by the name of Red John. Yeah, might as well be a Batman villain. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I uh, the the guy that they got to be uh, uh, Detective Gordon. Uh, you know, I don't know much about him other than uh, when I used to work at a TV show, a TV station, the OC was on. Yeah. And so I would see that, and uh, uh, I was never impressed by anything on that show ever, <laughs> except for Melinda Clark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She She's, is gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we watched, uh, I think, half of the first season of that show. We've got the first season on DVD, yeah. and we just stopped watching it at some point. Yeah. I want to go back to it because I I really liked it. There, yeah. um, Adam yeah. Brody was okay in yeah. that. I like him better in other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Ben McKenzie. He's been in other stuff. Sure. I hear that Southland show is very good. I've heard good things about that. He was the voice of Batman in uh, Batman Year One. That's right. The um, animated movie adaptation of Frank Miller's Year One. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, I watched that and thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there'd been more Jim Gordon in that. Yeah. Because Brian Cranston as Jim Gordon is inspired casting. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, definitely more inspired than Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor. Yes. Uh, definitely. Because, you know, just because a guy's bald in a TV show <laughs> doesn't mean that he should play every bald character ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure he would have made a fantastic Lex Luthor, because mm-hmm. he is a great actor. Yeah. But, uh, come on, guys. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> and they did. They went Jesse went in the absolute opposite direction. I loved, yeah, when when uh, when it broke that Eisenberg was playing Lex, Luth- Lex Luthor, uh, all the people were like, remember all those rampant rumors that Brian Cranston was going to be Lex Luthor? Do you think somebody just misheard Eisenberg as Heisenberg? <laughs> Could be. Which makes perfect sense. It does. Yeah. It makes absolute sense. <laughs> uh, I also loved what you had to say about it, which is that... Uh, <laughs> Which would never happen, because God forbid that they don't take themselves so fucking seriously. <laughs> but it would be fantastic if uh, Lex and Superman are allies in this movie, 
And then there's like some sort of horrific accident where Lex Luth loses his luscious curly hair, yeah. like a Jesse Eisenberg has, yeah, and is famous for. Because Jesse Eisenberg's hair is spectacular. Yep. So if you lost that, you would go fucking crazy. Uh huh. <laughs> Setting up the sequel where Lex Luthor is the villain. Yes. Yeah. I am 100% behind that idea. I would love it. I would love it, but they would never do that because, God forbid, there was ever a Silver Age that didn't take itself so fucking seriously. That's true. Because, I mean, you know, there was a Silver Age. Jeff Johns and David Goyer and all of them will let you know that there was a Silver Age, mm-hmm. but it was only dark and twisted because yeah. that's the way it happened. It was it was rapey. It was very rapey. Yeah. And very murdery. And uh, and uh, apparently that's the Flash that we're going to get on the next TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, murdery, murdery Flash. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he may not be murdering. He doesn't murder people. But uh, the reverse Flash will. Yeah. Because retcon. Yeah, Eddie Thawne. <laughs> Detective Eddie Thawne. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it. That's an I'll I will watch it too. Yeah, I liked Grant Gustin in the episodes of Arrow that he was in. He was fine, and I like Jesse L. Martin a lot. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. And, and John Wesley Ship will be on it. Yes, uh, the original Flash. Yes, we live in a world where there was an original Flash. We do. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> Oh, I need to watch more of that show. Uh, the Flash? Yeah. That could have been our next uh, Viewmasters, ah, but uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch that on my own time. That's fine. I'll watch it on my own time as well. Okay. <laughs> I think I watched six episodes one Sunday. Yeah. Because it's, it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. It starts off really slow. Oh, yeah. Like, the first few episodes are just kind of a drag. Yeah. <laughs> but once uh, <laughs> but once you get past those, once they start bringing in... Um, I know Howard Chaikin wrote some episodes right. and, and other comic writers I'm surprised, though, uh, when Howard Chaikin got involved, it didn't get rapey. Yeah, well, it was... It was the early 90s <laughs> network television, so yeah. there were limits. Yeah. <laughs> he probably tried, and they were like, no, don't do that. That's true. <laughs> Howard Shaken wrote for the show Mutant X. Oh, yeah. Which uh, was a Marvel show-ish. Yeah, it took its name from a Marvel property. Yeah. It had nothing to do with anything involving that title. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a Marvel TV show about mutants and X. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Lex uh, Luthor. And, <laughs> and uh, it, uh, it had... Uh, yeah, it did have a Lex Luthor. Yeah. In it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Howard Shaken uh, was... was they had a big role on that show, I think. And uh, the villain of that show was basically an evil Andy Warhol. Okay. And that was entirely Howard Shaken. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> It was so weird. Because <laughs> it was one of those things, like, it would come on the air on Saturdays or Sundays at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. And uh, my girlfriend and I at the time, like, you know, I worked, like, a second shift job and there were sometimes even third shift. So we were 
we were night people mm-hmm. and uh you know young and didn't have any responsibilities so we would just be up till like 6 a.m anyway sure and uh you know just uh like after all the places that you can go to close uh, and just come home and meet next would be on and yeah. we just fucking watch it and every <laughs> single time I'd be like eh, why is Andy Warhol the villain <laughs> <laughs> so weird it sounds great it was awful I bet I would love it <laughs> <laughs> some attractive ladies on that yeah I, I remember that yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah like weird shit like that and Cleopatra 2525 <laughs> and uh, jack of all trades. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have much of a life uh, <laughs> as a uh, as a twenty year old. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fine. have much of a life as a thirty something year old either. You're doing fine. Yeah. Tell you one thing, I don't have. Yeah. A fucking girlfriend. <laughs> How you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, The Flash. The Flash. Oh, the Flash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that show, too. Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably get my heart broken, but I'm used to that. Yeah, uh, pretty much if it has uh, anything related to DC Comics anymore, I would say, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's just a setup for disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, kind of tapped. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Yeah. So uh, what I'm going to go ahead and do then is uh, pick the comic that uh, me and Jason will be reading. Oh, fine. You're fired. Okay. And it's weird because uh, this is actually something that uh, you would be perfectly suited for. Okay. In every possible way. (laughs) I Uh, think I know what it might be. And... uh, (laughs) You will not be on that episode. Aww. Uh, and, um, and also because we were just talking about it for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a collection of Jesse Eisenberg comics. <laughs> comics that he made with Shia LaBeouf, right? Hashtag, I am sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, so Jason and I, and and sadly not you, even though you have read this comic before, Mm -hmm. in fact, the reason we're reading it is because you let me borrow it. (laughs) Jason and I are going to read The Flash, The Return of Barry Allen. Yay! Yay! Yay. Uh, in single issue form. Yeah. Early 90s. Yeah. Early Mark Wadron on The Flash. It was, it was mid 90s. It was, yeah. it was, I guess, 93. 93, It was before Zero Hour. So, right. Yeah. Uh, run, uh, cause, cause I've read a couple of them at this point. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, at the same time as reading the comics, I'm uh, looking at the ads That's and true. feeling the nostalgic. Ads in there, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's got the, uh, you got the, uh, the, the return of Superman or the reign of, no, wait, uh. Oh, it's pre-reign of Superman. Yeah, That's right. it was. It's Hal Jordan's in that story. Yeah, funeral for a friend yeah. is being advertised throughout. And yeah, Hal Jordan shows up in the second issue of its, uh, so yeah. Nice. Uh, this is, this is early 90s. All Definitely right. Definitely early 90s. Yeah. Um, you know, Nightfall is, uh, advertised throughout <laughs> it. And I'm sure Jason and I will talk a lot about that. <laughs> 
I'm glad for you guys. <laughs> Feel free, Joe, <laughs> to email us your thoughts <laughs> after the episode goes up. Can I email them to you beforehand and then you can read them on the air? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. I would love that. That would be fantastic. Please do that. Please do that. Okay. Oh, man. I guess we could have you on the show. I mean, it's not like you probably need to reread them. Probably not. You, you probably got it well down. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've, uh, I, huh? I wouldn't want to barge in. I wouldn't want to invite myself along. Well, we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll talk to the talk to the other guy and see what he thinks. Okay. Um, <laughs> I could pass the torch back to Jason. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, Since he quit. Right, you would you would be perfectly suited to to review that particular comic. <laughs> I mean, we've done many podcasts where I've just talked about the Flash at it for extended periods of time. Yep. So I understand if you wouldn't if you wouldn't want me around to talk about the Flash for an extended period of time because I've done it so many times before. But at this point, we'd actually want that. That's true. <laughs> because we would be on purpose <laughs> talking about the Flash. So I would come on and and I would talk about Nuclon from from Infinity <laughs> Inc. <laughs> for for a half an hour, <laughs> and then you would just be an asshole. <laughs> Well, let me know what you just All right. <laughs> Either way, I look forward to the episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, Return of Barry Allen. Yeah. Looking forward to that. And uh, we'll be back next week. I won't see you next you week. You won't be. Yeah. I, I will be here next week, for sure. All right. I'm glad to hear that. 90%. Excellent. All right. <laughs> Better than other. Yeah. Anyway. Good night. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>